Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Just before we went to break, uh, we did Oilers Now trivia for Pro-Am Sports, Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialist for All Budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and at ProAmSports.ca. And uh, we gave you six hints. Uh, they were a former Oiler, 21st in scoring from his draft year and career scoring, a top 10 pick, uh, four seasons with the Edmonton Oilers, um, had 59 points in the second NHL season, played at Boston University, and once famously said, you want to put up points, pass it to Sid on the power play. A guy who is more popular now than he was here in Edmonton than he was as a member of the Oilers when he played. The correct answer is Ryan Whitney, of course, from Spit and Checklets, who has a huge following uh, on, in the podcast worlds, as does our next guest. He is one of the most plugged-in men in the business. He has the 32 Thoughts podcast. The 32 Thoughts written format comes out as well. For our friends... At Abe's Door Service, where services are specialty, visit abesdoor.ca. We welcome back to the show. I'm going to assume he's back from Las Vegas, Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I am back from Vegas, Bob, and I am so excited to talk to you that I just missed my exit on the highway, so I have to double back. Does this often happen to you while you drive? No, I would like to say no, because I don't want people like thinking I'm a problem driver. So I'm going to say no, it doesn't. And actually, it doesn't happen very often, I have to say. I just temporarily lost my attention span. The exact same thing happened to me last year. I was doing a hit to Sportsnet. The guy that's the, he's I think he teaches at one of the colleges there. Roger Lejoie has a, he's like a yeah. fill-in guy. He had me on his show, and I was driving down to Calgary uh, in between game and game four, the ba- game four and game five of the Battle of Alberta, and missed a turnoff to go to a hotel. So it happens. It just shows you. Sometimes, yep. you know, it's, it's all good. So you're in Vegas. At the end of the day, they went 16-6 and six in the playoffs. They were the best team. It was that simple, weren't they? Yep. Yes, they were. They were the best team. And, and you know, the other thing, I, I meant to say this on our podcast today, but I didn't. So it's good I'm coming on with you today. Um, you know, one of the things I really feel about the NHL playoffs is it's not – it's not when you lose, it's who you lose to. And, you know, like I'm looking at Edmonton and I'm looking at Dallas and I'm looking at the way, like, not only did Vegas, you know, win the Stanley Cup, they win the 16 games, but how many did they lose? They lost six, as you said. Like, teams don't go 16-6 and six very often. That's right. a hell of a team and a really deep team. And if I'm the Oilers and I'm the Stars... I'm not necessarily looking at, like, in Edmonton last year, I think the easy way and the really simple way to look at it is, hey, we made the Western Conference final last year, and we lost in the second round this year. Failure. And I really disagree with that. I understand the disappointment of losing early, but I think you have to look at who beat you and what they ended up doing and say instead of losing in the second round, you said because of this playoff system and the way it's set up, we lost to the Stanley Cup champion in the second round. And, like, to me, you could make an argument that Vegas-Edmonton was just as good as the Stanley Cup final, if not better. You said so it. When I, you, you said when it on I, this show. Yeah. So when I, when I look at the Oilers and I look at the Stars – 
I, I'm looking at, okay, this is who we lost to, and this is what they did, and I'm looking at every decision I make in the prism of that. Yeah. Elliot, I would say this. Colorado was just better than the Oilers. That was a, a really deep, good team. St. Louis yeah. gave them everything they could handle last year. St. Louis didn't make the playoffs this season, but Colorado, in my mind, the Oilers-Colorado series, But you, if you lose a series in four or five, you got beat. When you lose yeah. in six or seven, there's margins in those series. Like, the fact that Edmonton needed seven two years ago against L.A., like, that was a little bit concerning to me. I never thought they beat Calgary in five. I, think, I thought they yeah. could beat Calgary in six or seven, but they weren't beating yep. Colorado. Colorado was just better than Edmonton. The Oilers, yes. you know, you're 2-2 in a series. You outshoot a team 75-53 to in the final two games, and you lose, but they were better. They were better. They were yes. two points better. Does it say that maybe the Pacific Division was also a little bit under underrated? I mean, you had, you know, Edmonton, uh, Vegas finished first, Edmonton finished second in the West. Seattle upset Colorado. Uh, L.A. took the Oilers to six games. It was hard fought. The Calgary Flames finished ahead of Florida in the overall standings. Maybe maybe the Pacific turned out to be... Uh, you're not buying it. You're, you don't have to agree. It makes for good radio. I, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm... I, I don't know if I buy that. I just think, like, look who you lost to. Like, you know, like, you were the only team that really gave Vegas a series. Yep. Like Dallas got to game six, but it was three nothing. Right? Like nobody was beating Vegas four times in a row. So like that's the thing I'm looking at. I, I you know, like look, like I, I think you, you have to be honest about your weaknesses and you have to be honest about why you lost. But I'm looking at that. I, I'm looking at my team and I'm saying we we've we got knocked out in six games by the Stanley Cup champion that lost six games all playoff. So how am I tightening that margin? Right. And and that's the I'm not looking at it like eh, I went to the Western Conference final last year and I went to the second round this year, disaster. I, I'm just not looking at it. Nor that. nor do I. It's not the way I see things. Nor do I. But I'm also glad, you know, what's the old saying? Glass half full guy with it when it comes to the team. Now, a couple things here for you, Elliot. Um, There's the Colorado factor. We know they're going to be back. Gabriel Aniscott, he he is not an option. He's going to be on LTIR all next season. Is that right? That's correct. That's that's what he has said, and and uh, it's a pretty significant surgery he had. I know he posted some video the other day, but basically right now Colorado's going at it like they have some extra space. And they are going to spend. They're going to find a second line center. They're going to be a team. And I would not. And I guess that's where I'd go with you. Yes, Edmonton has to find a way to to, to tighten the margins with Vegas, but Colorado's going to be back too, and they're going to be a beast yep. to deal with as well. I think we can respect uh, that as well. Um, it's a tough league, but it's a really tough well, league. Look at the East. I mean, Boston record-setting season. The Leafs, maybe they don't have a, a track record of being a, a successful playoff team, but they, you know, they, Bobrovsky stood on his head. Carolina had key injuries. There's a lot of good teams out there. How active do you think things are going to be as we head into the deadline, or the, the draft, and then into free agency? Do you think there could be a fair amount of movement around the league? Oh yeah, I, I think there will be. I think there's a lot of talk picking up right now. I, you know, I, I think it's going to be a fairly active couple of weeks. I, I don't like like the one thing I don't 
know is, you know, how much more there's going to be now and do we wait till the draft comes? But I think there's a lot of talk out there. I think there's, I think there's a lot of really good players available. I think there's a lot of teams trying to be creative. Um, you know, what, what's one of the big storylines coming out of the Stanley Cup final, Bob, is the aggressive nature, the aggressive DNA of the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, whenever somebody wins the Stanley Cup, there's always this talk about, you know, how, how, how do people... Let me close my window. How, how do... Um, how, how do people try to copy them? What's the copycat thing that everybody tries to learn from the Stanley Cup champions? And I think um, one of the things that you're going to see out of this is aggressive. Now, I don't know that everybody can duplicate that. What really helps Vegas is the place a lot of people really want to play, right. and not everybody's got that. But uh, I do think the aggressiveness, the unafraid to be bold, I think that's going to be part of all this. Elliot, I'm going to throw something at you, and you can respond to it anywhere you want. So you look at Vegas. They trade a first, a second, a third for Tatar. They scratch yep. him in the playoffs. They trade Tatar and Suzuki for Pacioretty. Okay? They yep. check their they, – they, you know, then they subsequent to that, they end up going out and getting uh, Mark Stone – and then they, you know, then they sign Petrangelo, and then they get in on, get in on Eichel, and suddenly they don't have the cap space for Pacioretty. Yep. Yep. Can you do that in a Canadian market with the pressure in Canada? I'm serious about that. Like, you know, you have to check your ego at the door because at the end of the day, you're giving away a play for, player for free. They even included Coughlin in the deal to dump him. But can you, like, because I, I guess you can't have a long memory. That's one thing Vegas has shown. And some would say that's a little bit ruthless. Frankly, I thoroughly admire it. I'm just wondering, would you just get absolutely vilified in the Canadian market if you had a sequence like that? Well, just, you know, don't forget that the they did take a lot of criticism of Vegas. Um, you know, maybe it's not the same as in Canada, but... You know, Kelly McCrimmon did take a lot of criticism, but I think you'd probably say now, Bob, it it's was worth it. It was all it was all worth it. Now, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like some people don't like hearing all this from time to time, but you know, it's the world can be a pretty ruthless place. I'd like it if it was a lot friendlier. I'd like it if uh, if uh, these kinds of things didn't happen. But if you want to make, if you want to win, sometimes this stuff has to occur. Um, you know, I admire their willingness to make hard choices, but also don't forget, Bob, like sometimes it's blown up in their face. Like last year, you know, they, they, one of the reasons they missed the cap was because of missed the playoffs was because of how their, their cap situation got blown up. So it's a dance. It's always a dance. But I think at the end of the day, you can't worry about what other people think. And I tell this to young reporters all the time. 100%. You know, you have to worry about, what the people who really care about you, the people who truly care about you, you worry about what they think. Uh, your employer, you worry about what they think. And then, you know, you tr- I always say you try to treat people well. I think that's very important. But at the end of the day, you have to, there, there's, in the online world, there's so much criticism now. You have to limit whose opinion really matters to you. All right, now we're going to get into some specifics. So we had Marette Itesh on yesterday from The Athletic, a yeah. uh, rising young star writer for them. 
Uh, where's your headspace at with the sort of four names that are out there? Uh, you know, Hellebuck, the goaltender, uh, Dubois, Shifley, and Blake Wheeler. What's your prediction? How many of those four do you envision will be with Winnipeg at the start of the year? Uh, oh, oh, boy. I don't think Dubois will. I think that's going to get done. I don't think Hellebuck will. I think Wheeler, like the one, like the one thing is is uh, Wheeler. Hold on one sec. I just got to send it. No, I can't do that. Uh, Wheeler. <laughs> I got a call coming in, and I. Did we lose him? We lost him. Bounce him. Well, uh, you know what we'll do? Why don't we go to break, come back, and we'll bring Elliot back, okay? Let's do that. It's 1247 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now. It's 1250 in Edmonton. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. It is live radio. Those things happen. Unfortunately, Elliot had to take a step away for a second. Elliot Friedman brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where services are specially. Visit abesdoor.ca. The Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, it's this simple. Jim Brown, Trent Brown, the gang of James H. Brown. 250-plus years of experience. They've got the most experience, and they get you the best results. Trent, of course, a two-time CFL uh, CFL All-Stars of Safety. He played cornerback and wide receiver uh, at the University of Alberta. He was also uh, their kickoff returner and punt returner, and he was good. Now, one year, he uh, he was the offensive and defensive player of the week in the same week. Like That's hard to do. you got to be pretty good to do that. Um, all right, uh, we're going to get to some texts here. Haji has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, why is it that the fans in the media want to tip its head for overplaying the top six while freezing out his bottom six uh, butts to the bench and then lauded Woodcroft's ice time allotment last year after taking over the tippet? This year, we witnessed Woodcroft employ a similar ice time paradigm to Tippett, despite having an infinitely deeper team than Tippett. Can you see the fans holding Woodcroft to a higher degree of accountability next year from uh, Haji? And here's my response to that, Haji. We're in the results business, and Jay Woodcroft has the second best record. The Oilers have the second best record in the league since Jay Woodcroft became the head coach, and that was back on February the 10th of 2022. Now, do I think that, uh, yes, Jay's going to be in his third year next year? I'm going to tell you right now, I have full expectation that the Edmonton Oilers will find a way to have a deeper team. We re-engage. Wow, what a polite guy. He's right there with uh, Wayne Gretzky, his guys that would call back our show this week, so we're doing pretty good. We welcome back to the show a man who was sporting a trophy husband T-shirt on Vegas while he was having a stogie. We welcome back Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you? Sorry about that. I'll be honest with you, my iPhone overheated. So I, I, it got shut down on me. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we were talking about Winnipeg and uh, the like. So Hellebuck, it appears as though Dubois and Hellebuck are fait accompli. Uh, Wheeler has a year left. Price points quite contentious for a team to take that on. What about Shifley? 
Yeah, I, I have to tell you, like Wheeler is is a challenge. I, I just I just don't know where that's going to go. Hellebuck, I think the goalie market is is really crazy, and I always thought L.A., but L.A. is taking a long look at Dubois here, so I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, Shifley, I think is interesting. Like he's a year away from unrestricted free agency. And one of the things that I think I've kind of heard is that everybody here might feel like it's it might be you don't want to put words in the Shifley's mouth, but there's 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 a feeling of is it time? Um, like is it just time uh, for Shifley to try somewhere else and the Jets to try something else? And I don't know that that's what's going to happen, but I think it's kind of been broke. So we'll see how that all plays out, but. I do think there have been at least that idea thrown around a little bit. All right, so Bill Ranford steps down in Los Angeles. Uh, Mike Buckley is now their yeah. new goalie coach, and he came from which NHL organization to go to Los Angeles? Pittsburgh, and everyone's talking about Tristan Jari. Well, you know, the thing about Jari is I heard that when in Pittsburgh, when they had some contract talks with Jari, and this was before Dubas got there, I heard that Jari was looking for some term. And I, I think the concern about that is simply his health. Like, nobody I'm, nobody questions his ability. It's just that he hasn't been healthy, Bob. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the question. How comfortable are you to give him term? The other thing is, Bob, there's a lot of goalies out there. Yeah. You know, there's... There's Hellebuck, there's Gibson, there's the two guys in Carolina until anyone resigns. You know, some people are wondering if Boston potentially would be open to moving uh, one of their goalies. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of goalies out there. You know, Gustafson, I think that Minnesota and them is going to work it out. Uh, I'm not sure yet about Samsonov in Toronto. Uh, Ottawa's looking for a goalie. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of some people think that Detroit might still be looking for a goalie. So, like, there's a lot of moving parts out there. There's there's a lot of potential options, and there's a lot of teams looking around. Like you mentioned, Vegas, Hill, Brussels. Um, you know, who knows, you know, what's going to happen here. So there, there's a lot of options and there's a lot of names been throwing, thrown around. And I think it comes down to, you know, how much do you want to spend, both in terms of contract and in terms of assets? Do you want to make a trade? Do you want to uh, do, do you want to sign someone in free agency? What's your preference? You know, I, I think there's a lot of moving parts here, Bob. Elliot, final one for you. Uh, we had Ryan Huska on the show uh, this week. Uh, of course, uh, I guess it was, I think it was a week ago, no, two weeks ago today, we had uh, Craig Conroy on. The Flames have gone with internal people uh, that I would suggest might be more players, all due respect to uh, Daryl Sutter, who treats Scam Moon and myself like gold over the years, and Jack Michaels. Uh, but, you know, we read that piece today in The Athletic uh, by Katie uh, uh, Stang, and it was a tough piece to read. But I, yeah. I wonder, uh, do you think there's a possibility? A lot of people think the Flames might, might they've got a bunch of guys going on the last year of the deal. Is it possible there might not be as much movement as maybe people initially thought in Calgary? I, I don't know. I, I like I think that like I think they're going to have to step up in terms of like number one. I think like I think it's more likely than not that Hannafin gets moved. That's what I'm hearing right now. I think with other players, it probably depends on what the offers are. Like you know, Lindholm is a Newport guy. 
and uh, you know they represent Horvat, who just got eight times eight point five. So you know you could see Lindholm looking for a comparable. Um, you know what are they prepared to offer Zadorov? What are they prepared to offer to Foley? So I think it's not only going to come down to the wish of the player, but the wish of the team in terms of what they're willing to offer some of these guys. Uh, and uh, okay, yeah. So that's the issue. Uh, any chance Montreal buys out Hoffman? You know, I hadn't heard that. I don't want to say. I, I don't want to say yes or no. I, I really, honestly, have not have asked. Right. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. Hey, Elliot, great stuff. Uh, thank you for taking time and thank you for calling us back. Okay. Sorry about that. I didn't realize. Great. That. Hey, wait a sec here. The T-shirt, uh, trophy husband. That's an awesome T-shirt. Yes. That, any, any? Did you, was it just out there and available, or was it there somebody that supplied it to you, or what happened there? No, I bought it a few years ago at like a thrift shop. I saw it and I was like, I have to have this. And I don't pull it out too often, but I do once in a while. It's it's just funny. It matched the shorts, man. It was awesome. Thanks, bud. <laughs> All right. See you later. That is Elliot Friedman. Talk to you. You bet. For Abe's Door Service, who does a tremendous job, they can turn things around quickly for you. Um, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, one of the most plugged in men in the business. It's 12.58 Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update. One week with Randy Kelburn. David Staples' call to hockey. David has got a cult-like following. And uh, we'll discuss a bunch of different topics with the Edmonton Oilers. This is Oilers Now.